0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the In No Hurry podcast. This is your host, Colt Douglas Claiborne. Happy to be back with you again for another episode of the show. This week's conversation is a really cool one, especially if you have kids that are elementary, middle school, high school aged. This week, my guest is William Daniel. William has the honor of being the youngest guest that I've had on this show He is a middle schooler who lives in Colorado, and he wrote a book that is a joke book. It's called You're Joking Me, Jokes for Kids by a Kid. And this is such a funny book. I really had a good time talking with William about really just being a young author and where this idea came from. And honestly, the value of humor was a big part of our conversation as well. I think obviously the last three years have been super hard on everybody, and humor and being able to laugh and just be able to have levity to situations has been so important. This book is full of good, funny, clean jokes. I think maybe what some would call dad jokes are in here as well. And we had a good time talking about that. And I know when I was in seventh grade and middle school, I was not thinking about writing a book. I was not even interested in writing my English papers at that time. And William is here putting out a book and getting it pretty well received as well. And I think it ended up in an airport as we talk about in this conversation and some other cool places. So I just had a good time chatting with William. And like I said, if you've got kids uh, that you're looking for something clean and funny for them to read, I think you'll enjoy hearing William talk about his new book. So here is my conversation with the author of You're Joking Me, William Daniel. Well, I'm super excited today to be joined by William Daniel. William, you're the youngest guest that I've had on this podcast. So, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Thank you.
0: First, congratulations on publishing a book at such a young age. That's not Thank something you. that that happens too often. What what has this been like for you since this book has uh, been out? I'm sure you're maybe your friends at school are are talking about it and excited for you. But what has life been like for you since your book has been released?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it's been a little bit busier uh, than normal. Um, you know, since starting, as I've had to balance out doing you know writing jokes and working on my homework and my schoolwork. But overall, it's been a fantastic experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, so when I was your age, I mean, I was mostly focused on, you know, playing sports and hanging out with friends. And I was so overwhelmed by schoolwork that writing a book was far from what I was wanting to do at that age. Where did this idea come from? Obviously I know your mom works in the publishing industry or as an agent, but you know, where did this idea come from? And, uh, how did you know that this was something that you wanted to do uh, with everything else that you've got going on, which we can get into in a little bit. You're really into gymnastics and some other things, but how did you know this was something that you wanted to do, uh, at that age?
1: Yeah. Um, well I started coming up with jokes in second grade actually, and they weren't as good as they are now, but, um, I, you know, of course I, I've really come from there, but I loved telling jokes and making people laugh. Um, And, you know, of course, you may think I was the class clown, but I was far from it. So, um, you know, it's definitely, um, yeah, uh, from but from how I've gotten into it, um, it, it's really sparked my uh, creativity. But from how I got started uh, was when it was uh, quarantine. Actually, we got, Mm -hmm. you know, I got sent home from school one day thinking I'd come back like the next week. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then, you know, the, the, the date just kept getting pushed back further and further. And eventually we're all bored out of our minds. Right. And of course, for me, um, I still was coming up with jokes. And so it eventually got to the point where my mom, who's also my agent, um, since she's written a book of her own um, in the past, uh, she's like, you know, I think you should share your jokes with the world. You know, do you want to write a book? This is something that I can help you with. Um, and of course, I, you know, I would say, I said, yes, I'm like, yes, writing a book would be something that I'd really want to do. Um, and yeah. so after that, you know, we sent out my book proposal. And, you know, we got a few author, uh, uh, not authors. Um, we got a few offers um, by some publishers, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and, you know, we landed on one. And from there, I've just been writing jokes and telling them.
0: That's awesome. Who, uh, who, or, or what, I guess, would you say has been your biggest inspiration in terms of where your jokes come from? I I know you mentioned some family members, maybe your Mm -hmm. grandfather, I think is who you attributed in the book, but are, are there, you know, family members or certain comedians? I mean, where, where does your humor inspiration come from?
1: Um, yeah. Um, like you mentioned my grandfather, um, but also my, my father, my, my dad, he's, a really funny guy, you know, he'll like to, you know, encourage me when I'm coming up with jokes and he'll tell jokes of his own as, you know, normal, you know, fathers do. Um, and yeah.
0: Yeah. And I just think, right. You know, you mentioned the the pandemic. I was a high school teacher for five years. And so, uh, teaching during the pandemic, I, I, you know, that was not a fun time at all. I was a, I was a tennis coach as well. And the, the, you know, during the pandemic, our, our season got canceled. There was just a lot of things that were, were really difficult. And uh one of my good friends who I've had on the show is a comedian and we went up to see his show and this was like right when the pandemic was starting. Uh, he came to Louisville and we went up to see his show and he and I reflected just about like how important Comedy is during a time like that, you know, and the last few years have been really tough for people. And so to have humor and to be able to laugh has been super important. Uh, where do where do you feel like that fits into you know what you do and and the importance of this book in particular, especially maybe for kids, because this is geared toward kids. I mean, kids that are maybe having a hard time dealing with the pandemic and still, you know, dealing with going back to school. It's not totally easy, you know, quite yet. And and I think humor can be such a huge tool to help navigate that. Uh, you know, where does your book and your jokes fit into that?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's definitely um, a, actually fairly recently. Um, I went back to my old elementary school, and uh, they let me speak in front of a few classes, and I could definitely see that. You know, when I entered the room, they were all excited to hear some jokes and. Um, you know when I would tell them they'd all you know crack up um and but I think it was a big part it you know jokes play a big role in our society you know I couldn't really think of how our society would be formed um without jokes mm-hmm. um you know if they hadn't existed if people hadn't known um about putting pl- like a play on words um I you know I couldn't think how it would form out. So that's one major thing. Um, but humor in general can be used as a tool, like you said. Um, for me, I found that you can make friends mm-hmm. um, with humor. Um, and of course, you know, having humor with friends is something that a lot of friends do have. Um, but I, I've seen it be a little bit abused um, in terms of like friends making fun of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they make it think it's funny. But as for me and my friends, we, we don't.
0: Yeah. It's especially like, you know, guys, that's kind of a big, a big thing in guy friend groups. I mean, is the ones that I've had. It's like, you know, you give each other a hard time and to some degree, like you you accept it and you roll with it. it. But there are times, yeah, yeah where, where it does cross the line and it's kind of like, yeah, okay, that got exactly. a little.
1: Yeah. It's all about finding that balance of, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I mean, how would you describe your style of humor? I mean, a, a lot of these jokes are, you know there's some knock-knock jokes in there, a lot of really good puns. I love a good uh, punny type of joke, which you have a lot of these in here. Uh, but how would you, in your own words, describe your sense of humor and the type of humor that you like to exude with your friends and, and family members and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely, lo- I love puns. I think puns <laughs> are my favorite, um, especially telling them. Um, even though it, it's not other people's favorite. And I understand that, but I think it, part of the the funny part for me is when they kind of look at you and roll their eyes, <laughs> you know, that you can see that they're not fully accepting it, but you know, that kind of they're, 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 they're laughing inside. Yeah. Um, but But I also love just creating inside jokes mm-hmm. in a way, like something funny happens throughout the day with your friends. And then, you know, you just keep referring back to it with, you know, some funny uh, comment with it.
0: Yeah. You you mentioned something a minute ago, just about how uh, humor can be a good tool, I think, to maybe break down some barriers with friends, you know, in a maybe like a social situation where I don't know, there's a new kid at your school. I just remember being you know, in, in grade school and you'd get a new kid that comes to the school. And I I, I never changed schools. I was in this with the same kids from kindergarten through high school. Mm-hmm. But I could imagine what that might be like if you come in and you're in a new environment. And maybe this has even happened to you in certain settings, but that can be really uncomfortable and it can be really awkward to make new friends. And I feel like humor and just having that type of personality can be really beneficial to break down some barriers. Where have you seen that play out, whether that's personally in your life or just kind of Uh, with people that you go to school with and just the importance of that of breaking down barriers and and making people feel comfortable and you know once they can laugh with somebody maybe they kind of feel like hey this is somebody that i can kind of vibe with a little bit
1: yeah um a big part for me um is when actually uh i transition uh because my school instead of fifth grade being your last year of elementary is sixth grade um so after sixth grade um when i moved to seventh grade my school is comprised of three campuses. There's, you know, um, and everybody shifts into one, mm-hmm. uh, one of the campuses. So yeah, you know, you have the central campus that leads on to, you know, junior high and high school. Um, but it was definitely a weird experience at first because I there was people I knew, um, in some of my classes, but there was also people I I, I didn't know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and at first it was really awkward. I'm like, okay, these people are a little bit strange. And I was kind of, <laughs> you know, picking them out. And of course, you know, you shouldn't make, you know, judgments right as you see people. Um, but there were a few people that I saw and I'd kind of talk with, because um, maybe I had a class with them and I'd say, Hey, so, you know, you're also playing, you know, saxophone. That, That's, that's what I do in band. I'm, I'm, I'm in band. Um, I play saxophone, but, you know, I kind of became friends uh, with one of my other um, band members, you know, who also does it. And I'd talk with him, um, you know, share a few jokes. But for me, it definitely helped with meeting new friends and seeing people that I could relate with and then, you know, sharing a good joke with them.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I I love love hearing that just because I know It could be such a daunting time socially to be to be that age. It just seems like I uh, I was such an awkward kid whenever I was when I was your age. And I know that if I had if I would have been in a new environment with totally unfamiliar people, I would have felt so overwhelmed and very shy. And I would have I would have appreciated somebody, you know, kind of being personable and, and jokey with me to make me feel comfortable. So that's great. Uh, just kind of shifting gears I know you're involved in a lot I, just from from seeing your mom's post on Facebook you, you're involved in gymnastics and some of the things at school one of the things that I love to talk with people about on the show is you know where I guess really about their creative process and you touched on it a little bit earlier but how do you how do you balance what you've got going on in your life and finding time to write a book because this is something I'm trying to do currently is write a book and you know, I have a full-time job, I have other things that I've got going on. And it's really hard to find time to work on those passion projects. And even, you know, even though you're you're not an adult yet, school takes up quite a bit of time, especially homework and extracurricular activities and things like that. So walk me through your, your writing process or just your creative process. I mean, do you do you have kind of a disciplined schedule where, hey, at this time, I'm going to sit down and try to think of some jokes or does it come to you when it comes to you? Just what does that look like for you? For
1: me, it's um, randomly throughout the day. Um, And I feel like that, you know, it's a good thing uh, for a lot of people. You know, if some people want to take my strategy, Um, I consider school work. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: know, I I go in there in the morning. I come out in the afternoon. Um, I... (laughs) It's it's pretty much work. Um, you're, you're there
0: the same amount of time that we are at our own job. So yeah, yeah. It's basically so work. <laughs> you know,
1: but yeah, and, and I'm working in school. That's why they right. call it school work. <laughs> right. But I sometimes um I'll be sitting in math class and we'll be learning about um trying to find uh the the area of a cube, right? <laughs> and my teacher will say, Okay, here's how much you know volume it has, and I'm thinking volume. Speakers have volume. Maybe I could turn that to a joke. And so, <laughs> you know, I'll just kind of come up with jokes throughout the day and I'll carry along a little sticky note and I'll write it down and then I'll put it back in my pocket. And then when I get, you know, home, I'll type it down on the computer or like put it in my phone. Um, And that's one way because I feel like most of our passion uh, comes out when we're in and like that type of environment for long periods of time. Because, you know, um, I would say School is not my favorite, um, but I am thriving in it. So there's nothing that I can complain about, of course. Um, But there are some people that are a little hard in it. And sometimes I don't feel myself. Um, But after a while, when I'm kind of in that environment for a long time, I start to do kind of just feel like myself um, and in there. So your passions will start coming out. And from there, um, you know, if you get an idea, if you're writing a a fiction book, it doesn't have to be just jokes, of course. And you come up, you know, you're sitting in English and, you you know you take inspiration from a story or something else and you know write it down and you know put it in your pocket do the same thing that I do um, mm-hmm. um, and even yeah if you're an adult and you're at work and um, you know you're dealing with people um, eventually yeah your passion's gonna come out and you can start writing stuff down.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, uh, I sometimes I have ideas that come to me like i I go on walks quite a bit and if I'm listening to a book and something sparks an interest or an idea i'll jot it down in the notes app on my phone uh just to try to make sure i don't forget it because I'm, I'm at the age now where if i don't write something down i'm gonna forget about it uh, i used to have a better memory where i could remember things a lot better just without having to make note of it i'm not at that point anymore but uh yeah it, it, that's that's really cool to hear um do, do uh there's like a hundred pages of jokes in this book. That's a lot of jokes. Um, How long did you, did you spend, I guess you said you started this kind of around the pandemic, but how long did you, did you take working on this? And uh, did you have kind of like a notepad or a Google doc where you jotted these all down? Just what did that process look like?
1: Um, Yeah. Overall, it took me about two years um, Mm -hmm. to, you know, uh, just for everything, but for coming up with jokes, I I tell people around a year and a half. and of course, you know, you, you'd expect that the writing process does take longer than everything else. And, you know, that's true. They gave me a deadline. They said, OK, I want, um, you know, at least this many jokes. And, um, you know, I thankfully met the deadline um, just from balancing, uh, you know, sitting around and coming up with jokes um you know one one thing that i forgot to mention was um it does come through come to me throughout the day but i you know sometimes have those moments where i just need to sit down and write jokes you know if i want to stay on on schedule to finishing um you know that's another thing but you know yeah uh, going going back to the um original question yes it did take me about a year and a half to sit down and uh, come up with all the jokes
0: yeah. And you mentioned deadlines there. I mean, that, that kind of makes me wonder. I know you have schoolwork and those all have deadlines. you got days that, you know, assignments are due and things like that. Uh, but this is a, uh, I mean, this is a professional project. You know, when I was a teacher, I was, the, I was the yearbook teacher. And I always loved that class because it was a really valuable real life experience for students to see what it's like to have a, an actual deadline. I mean, we were selling advertisements, we were selling the product. I mean, it was very much like it, it was one of the best examples we had at the school to emulate what working for a real company would look like. You get that experience by going through this. I mean, you're working with professional editors, professional publishers, yeah, and yeah. you know you're, you're you're making money off the book. That's a really good uh, real life experience for you at such yeah. a young age. Yeah. What did you learn about that process that is going to help you whenever you get into high school, college, and and beyond? You know, doing whatever you want, it is that you want to do professionally. I guess what kind of tricks of the trade and professional skills did you, did you gather from this experience?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've, I've definitely learned, um, you know, even from my mom, as she's kind of took me through, um, you know, the book world, um, is that if you want to succeed and, you know, if you really want to, you know, uh, make, make ends meet, you have to be, you know, have to stick out. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were, you know, a little bit, older for say, you know, the current company or the, not the company, but the current publisher that I have has a lot of other um, joke books around. And if Mm -hmm. I was any older, that had been, okay, you know, I mean, how would people be interested in your work and how would they want that? And I think it's a big part of my marketing. Um, You know, if you read the book says jokes for kids written by a kid. Um, And, you know, that's a, that's a big part because people are like, wait, Okay, hold on. A kid a kid wrote this, you know. I, I might want to read this, um, of course, but it's all about like finding a way to stick out, you know. And for me, it just came naturally because I'm a, a young author. Um, but for other people, you know, really find uh yeah, find your passion and and find uh your your way to stick out. Like find make it and make it part of you, you know, you don't want to copy anybody else. Um, just find, you know, your your style, pretty
0: much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's great. That's great advice. So what's next for you as it, as it relates to book writing? Is there another book in your future, another joke book, or do you have other ideas? Just kind of what's what has been on your mind uh, since you've gone through this process?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I've actually signed my second book contract. Nice. All right. Um, and it's for a sequel um, of a book that my mom wrote called I Love You, Mom. It's a book for dads called I Love You, Dad. Um, and of course, you know, since dads like jokes, I'm writing uh, jokes in it. Um, it's it's people would think it's dad jokes. And it depends <laughs> on your definition of dad jokes, because um, mine is like, you know, you got, you know, a funny jokes so that a middle aged man would say, of course. Um, but, you know, what they <laughs> wanted was. Jokes that like dads would like. So jokes about like tools, jokes about football, jokes about, you know, camping and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm on to my, my second book now.
0: That's great. So man, you've got, got, got a a full plate there. Um, are are you, uh, do you, I guess this maybe goes without saying, but I I was an English teacher. So, I mean, do you, Mm -hmm. do you like English class or are you more of kind of the math science mind or, um, I don't know, do do you find yourself enjoying writing in English class too? Because I know sometimes it's a little different because you get an assignment. It may not be what you're interested in writing about. But uh, I guess, do you like English and what are some of your favorite uh, other classes in in school?
1: Yeah, um, I say there's two two different types of people in this world. The ones that are good at math and the ones that are good at reading. Yeah. And I'm a little bit like of a, a mix of both. You know, of course, the people that are good at reading are the ones that are good at English and that like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say I'm, you know, I'm a mix of both. I really like math because, you know, in my my future job, I want to be an aerospace engineer. I want to work at, you know, Boeing or Airbus, one of those. Um, and so, I, you know, I need a lot of math. But at the same time, you know, I'm a book author. Um, you know, I can relate with other authors that we're reading about in English. And so, you know, I, I'm a mix of both. Um, but I would say I like math. I would say I don't really like English, but I'm good <laughs> at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you a, are you an avid reader? I mean, do you, do you like to read a lot or, or, uh, can you fit that in with, with all the other stuff that you've got going on? Do you read much outside of what you have to read in school?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I read sometimes, um, my favorite is reading about like uh wars and stuff and researching yeah. on what's going on nowadays um in terms of like where countries stand um with each other i like reading that you know basically just uh non-fiction but i you know i think you can kind of infer that my favorite book to read or my favorite uh books to read are joke books
0: yeah absolutely well.
1: I, I wrote one
0: yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a a big nonfiction guy. My wife is huge into fiction. All these books that you see, well, over here on my left shoulder, those, these are all her her books. Um, tons of fiction books. She's got an Instagram where she uh, rates and reviews books and, and loves it. So we're, we're big readers here. I definitely uh, gravitate more toward nonfiction, and I think part of that is because I taught so much fiction when I when I taught English that I I like to gravitate toward I don't know more like sports books or Christian living type books and that sort of a thing. So. That's really cool. Uh, I need to connect you with my best friend. is a, He has a degree in aerospace engineering from Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. And so he uh, he he was in the, the Navy, or not the Navy, he was in the, the Coast Guard and then went back to school and uh, was working for an aerospace company. And now he's got another job where he's working for uh, a naval base in Indiana. So he'd be a good person for you to talk to just to learn about uh, aerospace engineering. So that's really cool. Um, well, yeah. So one of the last questions I love to ask people is just kind of, the show that I that I run here is called In No Hurry, and you know, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Whenever you are just kind of wanting to slow down your life and relax and that sort of a thing, what are what are some of your main hobbies? What do you do to peel back from busy schoolwork or just busy busyness in life?
1: Um, yeah, um, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, I I do gymnastics. Um, in fact, um, I actually have a, a gymnastics meet tomorrow, um, awesome. which is which is fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I think, you know, gymnastics kind of helps me, you know, decompress, I get to do all these, you know, fun skills and stuff. Um, another big, I wouldn't call it a hobby. Um, it, it's it's more of a an, an activity that helps me survive that I really enjoy doing is eating. <laughs> um,
0: that's great. That's
1: one of my big strategies of how I um, stay passionate in my writing. Yeah, is, you know, you have Drink in one hand, you know, and uh your your fingers on the keyboard in the other or you know snacks and stuff and you just start going to town basically but, yeah. yeah those those are my main
0: what's your uh what's your go-to snack for for writing and and creativity inspiration
1: <laughs> um peanut mm's are a big Ooh, nice. one, you know, but if you're talking just you know basic snack um just simple like Jesus
0: yeah. I'm a big uh, iced coffee guy. Anytime that I'm doing something creative, I've got to have my iced coffee with me. It's just like one of those crutches where I either have to be at a coffee shop and get a drink or have it here at my desk. So whenever you're, I don't know, I've, I've found whenever I'm doing something creative, having habits and routines is really big. And and whenever, when I deviate from those rhythms, it makes it kind of mentally challenging. So that's, that's great to hear. Um, so where can people, if they want to purchase this book or or connect with you, What's the best way for people to find you and find this book as well?
1: Yeah. Um, my book can be found anywhere that books are sold, whether that's Barnes & Noble's, Target online store, Walmart online store, um, Amazon, um, and recently we've even found it in the Atlanta
0: airport. So Nice. That's awesome. In the Atlanta airport. And you live in Colorado. How did it end up in the Atlanta airport? Do you know?
1: Um well, it's 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 complicated. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the uh, friends of the uh, uh, president of Choice Books, the people who get books in airports. Um, he's a uh, he's one of the dads at our school. Um oh, okay. you know, He's one of my mom's author friends. So of course, you know, we sent him a book. We sent um, you know, Ch- Choice Books, uh, a copy, and then you know they they got back to us and said, yeah, this is a great addition to you know, the collection. And so, you know, we, we'd go through the, the terminal and kind of keep our eyes out. And then, you know, we'd see it and we're like, well, there it is. You know, that was kind of the big moment. And You know, it's funny because the cashier at the, you know, in, in the airport was like, wait, y- you wrote this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and I think that's one of the most trafficked airports, I think, even in the yeah. world. Yeah. Uh it, it may even I, I don't fact check. Oh, I guess fact check me on this. It, it may be the most trafficked in, in the United States because mm-hmm. it's such a hub for a bunch of airlines. So if you're gonna pick an airport to have your book in, that's a that's a great spot to have it because yeah. it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be visible to so many people. Um and then you're on social media. It looks like what's uh what's your social media accounts if people want to follow you?
1: yeah i believe uh facebook is the william daniel and then instagram is the william daniel author okay
0: well william thanks so much for joining me and uh people that are listening i really hope that they'll they'll check out your book especially if they've got kids that uh you know this book is obviously written by a kid for a kid or for kids um and so people that are listening that have kids check it out i think anybody can get something out of it but especially kids um and I'm just excited for you. You got a lot of stuff going on and I'm really excited for, uh, this next book that you're, that you're talking about. And, uh, hopefully you'll have some more joke books in your future as well. So thanks for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoy that conversation with William Daniel and yeah, definitely check out his book. You're joking me jokes for kids by a kid, super good stuff from William and appreciate him coming onto the show. Really well spoken for a young kid. I don't know if I would have been that well spoken at that age. I don't remember if I was or not, but I think if I was to be interviewed at that age, I probably would have been very nervous. So kudos to him. I'm sure he's done a lot of these interviews by now and is well used to it, but nonetheless, really enjoyed having him on the show. And check out his book, check out his social media, give him a follow, let him know that you enjoyed hearing him on the show this week. As for me, I would love to connect with you as well. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cole Claiborne. And on Facebook, you can find me at Cole Douglas Claiborne. And you can visit my website, coleclaiborne.com. And on there, you can find a link to subscribe to my newsletter. That's all in the show notes as well. So check that out if you want to do that. Would love to have you as a subscriber to stay alerted as to different things I have going on in the podcast and other devotionals and things that I'm writing I send that out through the newsletter as well and I don't know where you live but here in Kentucky we've been having some great spring weather lately so if that's like that where you are today go outside and enjoy the weather but either way hope you guys find some time this week to relax and not be in a hurry and we'll catch you next time